0: Retirement can be scary. There are so many unknowns. Like, are your investments gonna be enough? What if you live longer than anticipated? Are you gonna have to reduce your lifestyle from what it is now? Today, we're gonna discuss how the risks in your life change completely the day you step into retirement. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance, And take control of your finances with confidence that is the question and this podcast will give you the answers we are florida veterinary advisors and this is the smarter vet podcast
1: hey everyone this is cj burnett and tom seco we are financial advisors the owners of florida veterinary advisors and the hosts of this podcast the smarter vet podcast
0: our mission is to provide education to veterinarians so they can get clarity take control, feel confident, and experience contentment. For those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. We have a lot of great resources available on our website, such as complimentary race CEs, assessments, videos, and articles. Feel free to find them on our website when you get a chance. I think you might enjoy them a lot.
1: So for some of you listening, you're probably just about to start your career or you've just started your career. This might not seem important to you as far as retirement and, and risk and retirement, but it is.
0: There are two main phases of your life that you're gonna go through. First one is accumulation, and the second one is distribution. Today's conversation, we're gonna talk a little bit more around distribution, and that's commonly referred to as retirement after you spent your entire career building up savings, sometimes people refer to it as wealth, uh, to eventually stop working. Now,
1: the main difference between accumulating wealth and then distributing wealth is when you're accumulating wealth, you're young or you're younger, right? You're your 30s, 40s, 50s, you are a person at work and you produce your income through actually going to a place to offer your your hands and your mind and your expertise to help patients get better. Now you work to get an income And then eventually, there comes a time when either you no longer want to work, or maybe your body stops being able to work, and you go into what they call retirement. Now, when you're a person at work, your income and your lifestyle relies on the income you earn, and then eventually, when you get to retirement, now your, your income and your lifestyle relies on the work that you've put in your net worth. So you go from being person at work to then being net worth at work. And the great part is that at that point, you become a person at rest. That's the like, so if you were to think about retirement, right? Most people think of that's the time that I get to, to not do a whole lot, right? I get to go on trips and do the things that I like to do. However, not many people get there successfully. Most people, important. when they plan, they only plan to retirement, but they don't plan through retirement. So Tom, you remember the uh, you remember that game well, uh, Super Bowl? I don't remember which It was like a couple of years ago. It was the Atlanta Falcons and the Patriots?
0: I don't know the, the years seem to fly by so quickly so I can't even keep track of that sometimes. but yeah, that was a, an incredible game.
1: So like uh, the midway through, I believe the Atlanta Falcons were up 28 to three.
0: Yeah, I, I was reading on uh, social media that a lot of people were turning off the TV because they thought the game was over in the bag.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I, I was on Facebook watching the game, and it was it was kind of like, all right, well, this is the Super Bowl. What was the chance that the Patriots were going to come back from a 25-point in the hole at halftime in the second half? Because, I mean, I just don't see that happening, right? But well, I still watched. Did you, well, did you watch past
0: halftime? I I watched it past halftime, and I, I saw the tides turn. And you know, you think when they're down, what, three or four different scores that they have to do in addition to – you know, the Falcons, they could still come back and keep scoring as well. That's, you'd have to have some tremendous defense in order to make that happen.
1: Right. And like the Atlanta Falcons, they seem like they planned they planned to halftime, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for whatever reason, the second half, they just kind of slacked off and thought, well, we have this in the bag. And they got overly confident. And I think a lot of people do that with their retirement plan. They plan retirement to that spot where now they become a net worth at work but they don't really have, they get there, they don't really have an, a, a plan on how they're going to generate income from their assets. Okay. So if you have a plan to get to retirement, but not through retirement, you may want to stop this podcast right now, go to our website and contact us to set up a time to talk. You know, we can help you create a plan uh, to get you through retirement and give you some ideas on what you can do, right? Uh, no, of course, you know, it, that's obviously if you are okay. so led to do so.
0: And for many of you that are either in the middle of your career or even the beginning part of your career, there's a lot of things you could be doing right now to set you up to get to that point as well. Well,
1: that's kind of the that like uh, what the magical ingredient to all planning is time, mm-hmm. right? If I had a, a ridiculous amount of time, if I got 30 years before retirement, there's a lot of things I can do right now because the time aspect uh, is going to is going to be really with the powerhouse behind any kind of planning. Now, many risks that you face before retirement are completely different in retirement. There are too many risks overall to mention today, so we're we're going to try our best to just list list out a few big ones. There are solutions to a lot of these problems, but it kind of depends on the individual
0: right and you know we are we're fiduciary, so we have to be a little careful on some of the things that we do suggest and what we talk about. However, for the sake of our conversation today. We want to at least create some color and give you a little bit of direction around some of the things you should be considering as you're approaching retirement. So there are five main ones that we always talk about with people, and we're going to go through them one by one here and give you a little bit of understanding. If you want to chat about it more, if you're interested to hear more about them, please feel free to reach out to us or give us a comment or something like that. We'll definitely see if we can create another episode but the first risk that we tend to look at is that there is the permanent loss of income and this is typically like when you you or your spouse die it is you know not a great circumstance however uh, before retirement this can mean a potential drain to a lot of your savings it could change the trajectory of your entire plan and as you transition though in the future uh, this permanent loss of income well if you go from as we were talking about earlier there is the, instead of us being a person at work, we're now going to having our net worth at work. There is this whole transition that happens in the future to where, well, if you live too long and you're around for a very, very long time, well, what's the possibility that you're gonna be able to continue your lifestyle? So the thing
1: about a permanent loss of income is how it affects you personally changes when you're accumulating wealth than when you distribute wealth. So a permanent loss of income before you get to retirement is like if you pass away. So you know, somebody who's in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, if they pass away, the income that they're earning goes away and now the household either has to rely on the spouse to produce that income or they have to rely on the net worth to produce the income. So whatever whatever net worth that person's been able to build up to that point Is now going to have to take over, right? It's kind of like a—it's a forced retirement for the remaining spouse, unless they want to, unless they're able to go and earn income as well. When you're before retirement, a permanent loss of income can can devastate a plan in this sense because it effectively pauses the the, and stops time, right? It, It interrupts income entirely. Now, when you get to retirement, that risk flips on its head. So when you get to retirement. The problem is not if you pass away two, three years into i mean none of us will like want to pass away, obviously, but like you know the 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 risk is actually not dying too soon it's actually living too long right that risk becomes a very different thing in retirement and now, if I live a long time, my assets have to last longer than I do, and most people when they get to retirement they're they're thinking, well you know I've got you know x amount of dollars to last me. Um, I, you know, I've got to make sure it lasts till I die and till my spouse dies. Right. So, you know, my wife, whenever I'm in retirement is probably not going to let me spend money that I want to, because she's like, well, you did a lot of stupid things when you were younger, right? You're, you're not going to live that long, but I'm going to live to like, you know, 105. Right. So she, you know, she's not going to let me spend money during retirement. Like I want to, or maybe, maybe how I want to, um, in order to live a better lifestyle because she knows that the money has to last for both of our lives. And so that, that risk, you know, before retirement was dying too soon, flips into now living too long. That's the biggest risk to your assets.
0: So the second risk that we would take a look at is an injury or an illness. And you know, during the accumulation phase of your life, the second risk that you'd want to take a look at is if you became injured or ill. This really can impact your plan during the accumulation phase because, well, if something happens and you're not able to work, well, your lifestyle could change. Having to now start spending a lot of your assets, maybe having to take on a lot of different debts. And what really was interesting and uh, surprised me when I started off in the business was that... 90% of people not being able to work was there's either the component of being injured or uh, due to an illness and 90% of it actually was caused by an illness where a lot of you might actually be looking at this or have thought about for a while like this is commonly referred to like disability insurance there are a lot of different statistics on the probability of someone getting disabled before retiring and the one that we've always heard a lot of is that one in three for longer than 90 days.
1: Right. So a person working in their 30s or 40s or 50s, if they get disabled, the there's a lot of people get disabled maybe for a week or, or two weeks. But you're saying the statistic came out, most of them come out to one in three are disabled for longer than 90 days. Yeah. Before they're 65 years old. Mm-hmm. In retirement, an illness or an injury really doesn't, that kind of also changes, right? Like that's becomes the opposite, right? It's not a threat to my income anymore.
0: Yeah, all those assets that you've been building up over time to eventually be the, having your net worth at work, if an injury or an illness pops up and you're needing extra care, there is the chance that you might have to drastically reduce the lifestyle that you were accustomed to, having to start spending some of the money that you saved up over time. And if there are other people like a spouse or other family members that rely on you, uh, it could drastically impact them as well. So, the third risk is the, uh, funny enough, is the volatility that
1: happens in the investment markets. Like, so when a market goes down, market comes up. And before retirement, this, Usually doesn't really affect you. I mean, most of you, most of you out there, are probably thinking, "Yeah, it doesn't affect me because I just, I just don't look at my four hundred and one k balance, right? Like you get the statement, and you probably throw it, throw it in the trash, right? That's just don't do that. We
0: we, we don't, don't even you, don't even open it. Yeah, Some of you don't even <laughs> open it.
1: It goes right in the shredder before you even look at it, right? And uh, I know many of you. Coronavirus happened you know, probably that 401k statement, came in there and you're like, I'm not even going to just, it's just going to go in the garbage. But now, now if you're in retirement, you open that, you open it quick. It's something you're always looking at because it becomes now, you know, the volatility in the market, when you're working, you don't really worry about it because before retirement, you're working for your income. You're You're using the income that you earn to pay your bills. So it doesn't really matter how much is in your 401k when you're in your 40s because it's like well you know i'm supposed to leave that money alone i'm not supposed to touch it it's going to grow right you just kind of cross your fingers and hope that that it will be at a greater balance you when keep, you actually do get to retirement
0: just keep contributing to it and saving and everything else and
1: yeah keep your head down you know that's i mean that's that's the approach that most people take and that's and that's okay like i mean because it because it, it really doesn't affect you uh, you know you're you're more worried about losing income from a hospital bill, right? You have to pay. Then you are, you know, losing a couple thousand dollars in your four hundred one k or the retirement assets that you have. You know, that's that kind of risk before retirement actually is your friend. The volatility in the market, because when you're when you're working, you keep contributing. What happens is you you're still putting in money even when the market is down, and you're taking advantage of the volatility in a way. It's your friend in a way because as you contribute when the market's down you're you're effectively going potentially to be buying stocks at a discount when they're down right because they eventually do come back up uh, once you know once over time right yeah. so and and historically we've seen a lot of this there's a lot of data if if you're not very familiar with investments 100% you know we we have a lot of resources for you but I think the financial term that we will often refer to this type of risk, especially when you get to retirement, is the sequence of return risk. How the volatility in the markets affect you in retirement is very different because now you're relying on those investments to produce income. And it compounds, the risk of sequence returns, it compounds all of the other problems of risk in retirement, like when you live too long. Because now, if you live longer and the investments, like, You have, so if you live longer than expected and you have too many events during retirement where you end up needing investments and and the investments are down and the timing of your life doesn't correspond with the timing of the market, you could end up realizing a lot of those losses, selling those investments when they're down and then not being able to give them time to come back. So you realize a lot of those losses, and then you 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 pay the, the for the AC unit that you had to replace, or so the roof that you had to, to had to fix. And since so, now if this happens multiple times in retirement, right, it happens once or twice, you're usually okay. If it happens enough in retirement, and the market is volatile enough, there's a good chance that you could end up running out of money before you pass away. Right? That means you didn't make it through
0: retirement; you just made it to retirement. Yeah. And to add this a little bit onto that as well, there's even, if you're trying to have a certain amount of income every single year and investments aren't performing the way that you thought they were, and you're having to dig extra into whatever you have saved. And now it's, you're having to earn a lot more on what you had saved from an, a return standpoint to make up the, the difference. So now you are in that potential too, even without unknown expenses and everything else you could run out, big struggle for a lot of people. The fourth risk that we take a look at is tax deferred vehicles. And these are usually referred to as like 401Ks, IRAs, SEPs, simples. You might've heard all these different phrases. And they're awesome when you're trying to defer taxes in a particular year. So, you know, what does that mean? Is like, well, when you're putting money away and you're looking for some way to reduce taxes during that year, there's the chance that you might end up paying a little less. However, where it becomes a big struggle is when you fast forward and now you're in the future. And now you're saying, well, I need to start withdrawing money out of these accounts. And, you know, how is that going to impact me from a tax standpoint? And the the scary thing about it all is, depending on where taxes are at and everything that we know, you could potentially be putting money into something and then having to take it out at a higher income tax bracket, which a lot of times we call that reverse tax planning because trying to save taxes now and then you pay more in the future. And it's hard to tell if you're a world-class saver, you might be in that position in the future. And it could be one of those horrible things. Or, well, it could be it could be one of the worst assets to take money from because every single dollar is taxed as you take it out. So there's really not a lot of control and then there are certain stipulations as you get older, if you are only taking a very minimal amount out of it, the government could potentially force you to take money out of it as well. So now you're in this position where it's like, is it a good thing or is it not a good thing? It's everything has to be in balance.
1: Yeah. And I think when it comes to tax deferred vehicles, you know, they're, they're the first place that your accountant's probably telling you to put money, maybe. Or your friend. Or your friend. And it's typically the last place people are telling you to take money in retirement because it's like you know it's painful right you got to pay do- you got to pay taxes on every dollar you pull in retirement and so you try your best to just constantly defer taking income from them and you know I, I think how, how those things pass on to your kids also kind of hurts because now there's there's new regulations around how your kids have to handle that money um, it's not as simple as them just getting an account. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues that arise with that depending on how old your kids are, how old you are, uh, when you pass, all those kinds of things. So tax deferred vehicles are great before retirement. and then usually when you get to retirement, you're a little, you're a little this dissatisfied with taking money out. In a higher income tax bracket when you retire, retired, that probably means you were a good saver as well. right? So a lot of people who save a lot of money, if you're a good saver, a tax deferred vehicle could actually also hurt you because you you have more income if you're able to build wealth in a great way and your income from your assets is now more than what you're earning today well then that means probably a tax deferred vehicle was reverse tax planning the last risk we'll talk about today is inflation so your income before retirement typically you know doesn't really hurt hurt you right i mean if you if you have any kind of awareness of inflation how you know gas prices or food prices those those kinds of things and i'm not talking about inflation like cpi which is typically one that everyone thinks of i'm talking about just just inflation on everything cuz core inflation is not doesn't take into account everything so it's important to just just dis- distinctively make like i'm talking about inflation on technology cars. on cars on those things that you're going to need regardless of how you want to live your lifestyle so all of those inputs, because you need food. I remember when sugar the price of sugar skyrocketed a few years ago. And I was like, Oh, this isn't in the this isn't included in inflation, right? They were like, Oh, inflation's one and a half percent. And I'm like, That's not true. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I've seen gas prices skyrocket. I saw sugar skyrocket. We all saw a lot of things go up that we just, that we pay money for and we we probably, and we continue to pay money for even in retirement. So I'm talking about inflation in general. So when you're, when you're earning income, you can always just work more. You need more money? Okay, cool. Work more. If you're a relief vet, you're working three days a week, you work four days a week. Right, I mean, you make simple changes to adjust to the income that you need. When you get to retirement, you don't have that luxury. You don't have the luxury to just call the Social Security Administration and say, "Hey, I know you're sending me two thousand dollars every month, but like, I'm gonna need twenty five hundred this month, just this month, just once." Like, they would they would laugh at you, right? They would be like, "Yeah, we don't do that." You so. You know, when you get to retirement, a lot of the times your income is set, and now the only lever that you typically have at your disposal is to control how much money you spend. And so, if inflation gets out of control, if inflation goes up, then you have the only option you have is to effectively either go back to work, part time, like at Home Depot or something, or try to decrease your costs as much as you can. And I know for a lot of people in retirement, that's not something they're they're excited to be doing.
0: Yeah, when when people get into retirement, the way that they usually do their best to mitigate risk and try to avoid most of this is they look to reduce their expenses as low as possible, trying to cut a lot of things out, paying off mortgages, doing all these different things. And there could be you know, good or bad impacts to doing these things. Of course, it's person by person. Uh, so whatever one person is doing might be good for you, but it might not be. Uh, but these five risks are real, and they're very important to consider in your plan and we work with many people who are nearing retirement to help them get through this financial world, create a plan so that they can live through retirement and not just to retirement. And you know, if you've enjoyed this episode today and you're getting a lot of information from what we're doing, uh, it could really help us out a lot. If you could write us a review, um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, or if you can go to our Facebook channel and uh, you know start following our page, write us a review. It really helps us out a lot. And, you know, if you are within five years of retiring and you need a second opinion on your plan, please go to our website, fill out our contact form. Uh, You can just go visit us flvetadvisors.com, click contact, fill out the form, reach out to us. We'd be happy to set up a complimentary conversation just to, just to see what you're up to and see how we can help.
1: Now, if you think you're missing something within your finances... Take our assessment that's available on the homepage of our website. It's literally the first button you see on the on the front page. Big red button. Big red button. <laughs> this is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Sico.
0: Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Success, success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Submission number 2023-151236 expires February of 2025.